0: Welcome to the Yoga Church Sunday Sermons. These sermons are filmed in the place I'm lucky enough to call my backyard. So you might hear the sounds of birds, geese, roosters, trains, and wind, and sometimes my sweet pup Indy. In my last sermon, I explored the difficulty of loving people we don't respect or like, people for whom we feel contempt. My sermon worked from the assumption that there is value in learning to love those we call enemy in our life. This assumption grows from my study of Eastern traditions, which teaches that we and our enemies are actually one. The Isha Upanishad, one of my favorite scriptures, says those who see all creatures in themselves and themselves in all creatures know no fear. Those who see all creatures in themselves and themselves in all creatures know no grief. How can the multiplicity of life delude the one who sees its unity? The world appears to us as separate. We feel separate. We feel a deep sense of I, me, mine. According to Eastern tradition, this sense of me as a separate entity is the grand ignorance. Yoga is defined as a mental state so clear and still that we are able to rest in our true nature. And even though language never quite measures up, our true nature can be described as unbounded consciousness or pure awareness. And in more traditionally religious language, it can be understood as being in union with God or remembering ourselves as that of God within us. But the Yoga Sutras remind us that this isn't the state we normally live in. We normally live in ignorance, allowing our true nature to be overshadowed by the constant movement of our minds. We identify ourselves not with God, not with a sense of our unity with all of creation, but with whatever thought happens to be passing through our mind. We are deluded by the multiplicity of life and we lose sight of its unity. When Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount tells us in everything, do to others as you would have them do to you for this is the law and the prophets, we still feel separation. Doing to others what we want done to ourselves is still about us, about what we want for ourselves. I don't think this was the original intention of the teaching, but it's what our minds so trained for individualism hear. It is only through our attachment to individualism that we are able to hate, oppress, and ignore. Notice this list. We may not show up in the world as actively hateful people causing obvious oppression, but how does our attachment to individualism, to self-preservation as the most important thing, allow us to ignore our unwitting participation in the hate and oppression that surrounds us? I say this as someone well aware of my own attachment to individualism. I will own that I am part of the problem. I love these scriptures that teach of our unity of all that exists, but I'm sorry to admit that I don't always enact them. I haven't figured out how to feel the teaching that we are all one as my constant reality. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna tells Arjuna at the beginning, humankind and the obligation of selfless service were created together. The Sanskrit word translated as selfless service here is yajna and it means sacrifice. This scripture is telling us that we human beings were created together with sacrifice. It goes on to describe a relationship of mutual nourishment between humans and deities. Seeker and scholar Ravi Ravindra wrote that yajna is an internal activity that does not involve any external human priest. It signifies the process of exchange between levels of existence in mutual nourishment. And of course, the greatest force of mutual nourishment is love. There can be no practice of love without sacrifice. If I want to live out the words of the Ishu Upanishad, that all people are part of me and that I am part of all people, I have to expand the vision of myself beyond I, me, mine. I have to actively practice moving beyond the separateness so deeply ingrained in my psyche. If I truly want to learn to love my so-called enemies, I have to actively practice love which may mean I have to practice sacrifice and this is where we hit a speed bump on our journey because we're talking about shifting our sense of identity which leads us right back to our attachments we have to decide what we actually want do we actually want to expand our capacity to love or are we simply looking for a way to feel better about the suffering and injustice in the world. I'm gonna be really honest with you and say that my answer fluctuates. Sometimes I wonder what it would be like to follow in the footsteps of people dedicated to radical love. I think of Peace Pilgrim, a woman who spent 28 years on a personal pilgrimage for peace. She walked more than 25,000 miles wearing a blue tunic and carrying only a comb and toothbrush. She walked and walked and shared her message that when enough of us find inner peace, our institutions will become peaceful and there will be no more occasion for war. She's an incredible example of what it means to be truly established in love. But even though I have spent more than a decade working toward my own inner peace, I'm not going to leave everything in my life and follow in her footsteps. So my question becomes, if I want to expand my capacity for love as a tool for justice in the world, what am I willing to sacrifice? The Yoga Sutras offer us a practice called Pratipaksha Bhavanam, which means cultivating the opposite. If our attachment to individualism, to our small-s self, is what allows us to hate, oppress, and ignore then we need to cultivate the opposite of individualism. We have to cultivate a relationship with our capital S self. We have to actively practice being in relationship with others in a way that fosters the belief that we are part of them and they are part of us. So here's my challenge for our community. Can we each do some honest self-reflection about the kinds of people and situations that make us uncomfortable or maybe even scared? And can we sacrifice a bit of our own comfort to actively practice love? Can we find a way to be of service to the people or situations that we fear and judge and ignore? If going straight to the source is too difficult, find a book or a movie that will help shift your understanding and perspective. If you feel ready, find a volunteer opportunity or a public event that you can attend. Put yourself in a situation that expands your understanding of the world. I'll do it too. We can find courage in each other. We were created in relationship to sacrifice. Can we sacrifice some of our ego and our comfort in order to expand our love? Can we hold the words of the Isha Upanishad as our inspiration? Those who see all creatures in themselves and themselves in all creatures know no fear. Those who see all creatures in themselves and themselves in all creatures know no grief. How can the multiplicity of life Delude the one who sees its unity. Get reflection questions, join the discussion, subscribe at summercushman.com. And don't forget to sign up for the Yoga Church annual retreat happening July 7th through 11th, 2019, on Bainbridge Island. I hope you'll join us.